Find opportunities for embedding machine learning into your processes with Lazarina Stoy, Tech SEO Analyst at Scale. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Lazarina, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? All right, so um, if we have to break it down, uh, there are three uh, main components of the statement. Uh, there's the what, which is to increase your uh, efficiency exponentially. Uh, the why, which is to focus on building systems that skyrocket performance. And the how, which is to find opportunities for embedding machine learning into processes. Um, and uh, let's kind of talk about the what first. Um, increasing your efficiency is something that every SEO needs to do. Um, and there are a couple of reasons for this. Uh, first of all, the industry is becoming a lot more competitive. We can also see that uh, search engines are continuously improving in terms of uh, their offering, their algorithms. Um, and there's also a lot of uh, hunger for good SEOs. Um, so businesses um, and individuals are becoming a lot more um, in tune uh, with developing brands online and their digital presence. So uh, they need allies to help them do this efficiently. And um, uh, in that sense, it really does make sense to think about how to increase your efficiency as an SEO. Um, and uh, the why you would do this, why this is important, is potentially it can save you a lot of time. And as we know, time is a very valuable commodity. Um, if you have the time to uh, work as an SEO, um, you would need to build systems internally uh, that can free up uh, the time for you to actually focus on strategy and bu building scalable systems for your clients. Uh, and the most exciting part, like uh, how you can do this, is to just seek opportunities for embedding machine learning into the processes that you are completing. Um, and there are uh, a couple of different uh, steps that you can take to do this. Uh, first of all, you would need to become familiar with uh, the different types of models, uh, scripts, tools that are available uh, out there. Um, and most of them uh, don't even require any coding experience. You just have to uh, get started and get your hands dirty. Um, then when you're encountering a new task or a project, you just have to think about how you can break this down into things that are more manageable. Um, and finally, you just have to assess the characteristics of the task and identify which machine learning models, libraries, scripts uh, can become your allies in completing this task. Um, and that way you will have more time to focus on things that are a little bit more scalable. Absolutely superb. Um, what, why and how? Um, increase efficiency, save a lot of time, seek opportunities. Um, how about if we zero in on the what and the how? Um, so what to begin with to increase efficiency, but to increase efficiency in what? What specific SEO tasks um, at the moment do you think aren't particularly efficient and can be aided with machine learning? Uh, that's a great question. I think uh, that uh, every task that really requires you to um, pull exports from different systems and tools because we SEOs love our tools. Um, and most of the time we get uh, this large chunks of data uh, and we have to audit this data. Um, and um, this is something that um, obviously data science, data analysis, uh, this is the number one uh, area where you can uh, get a machine learning model or script to become your ally into identifying opportunities. 
Um, and I would say uh, this is the thing that actually uh, you can measure with the time that you save after implementing a particular uh, script model. Um, and I can give a few examples just from the top of my head, but even things like uh, internal linking audits uh, or technical audits, uh, you can create uh, scripts that actually identify uh, the top opportunities. Um, based on, uh, you know, machine learning libraries or even clustering content based on the similarity of this content. Obviously, it will be a lot easier for um, an NLP um, library or model to go through the content of your website and cluster it as opposed to you reading the articles and trying to make sense of them. Um, and previously, um, just a few weeks ago, there was also another really good example um, uh, from Lee um, that... Um, clustered um, product pages um, based on uh, their category. So again, this is something for e-commerce that is a great opportunity to actually scale uh, very quickly your auditing processes. Auditing, auditing, okay. And is this something that existing auditing tools that SEOs might be using um can offer or you can actually work in conjunction with them or... Um, are we at a stage where SEOs need to be exploring this themselves? And um, is it something that needs to be really set up manually without um, um, a, a pre-existing platform that they could happen to be using? I think it's a mixture of both. And it really does depend on the, the access to the tools that you have. Um, and um, for instance, if you are working uh, in-house, you might have access to very advanced tooling um, and, you know, very expensive as well, uh, which can allow you to do uh, get a little bit more insights than what you would normally uh, have when you're just doing simple um, analysis yourself without any uh, fancy tooling. Um, so I think it really does depend on the level that you want to um, incorporate uh, those technologies into your process and also it depends on the tooling that you already have. Um, I can definitely say there are some great tools out there that provide um, in very insightful comments um, but if you want to do a very in-depth analysis um, and especially on larger websites as well uh, it's always good for you to be able to know how this uh, insights that the tools provide you have been uh, created so that you can replicate it in your processes as well. So you so you are not hindered by things like sampling or maybe you don't have uh, access to the full set of data and things like that. So I think it's definitely a mixture of both. Yeah, that's great uh, because I think a lot of SEOs simply accept data as fact and then maybe when they compare the data available from a couple of different tools, um, they, they, they see that actually the results they get um, are completely different. Um, so they take the time to actually really understand how the results are being produced and um, and come up with a model that um, is more likely to be appropriate for the business and then the, and the environment that they work in, um, then that would be better for the end result of the business, but also for their own learning, I guess, as well. Um, so it'd be great to actually get your recommendations for a few very specific tools and processes. So feel free to recommend um, different resources, different names of different tools, uh, different scripts or, or whatever technologies, machine learning technologies you want to recommend. So, so maybe, do, do you want to pick one or two processes and one or two tools or um, machine learning um um, tools that, that you, you would actually advise to, to assist with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, I would definitely say um, it's quite easy to find all of the Pythonistas on, uh, of the SEO community on Twitter, and I won't be able to name them all. So I would just say follow them on Twitter and uh, you'll get a lot of amazing resources. But in terms of uh, the processes that you can very quickly look into how to uh, potentially automate, um, th those would be things like uh, keyword um, clustering extraction of the main keywords for a particular particular uh, topic, uh, labeling search intent based on the content of the article or based on the title, um, uh, actually looking into how to uh, cluster different content using topic modeling uh, algorithms, things like LDA. Um, so, um, and anything that, uh, again, as I say, if you get like a massive website to audit and you have a, a huge export from a tool like uh, Screaming Frog, for instance, um, and you're wondering where to get started from, it's a really good um, starting point to start exploring this data in Python um, and then actually um, incorporating different models based on uh, what, what the analysis shows you. Um, and a couple of uh, very quick libraries to get started doing this is uh, obviously Pandas and NumPy. Uh, and then uh, in terms of visualization, uh, you can incorporate things like Matplotlib. Um, and uh, for uh, natural language processing, um, things like uh, NLTK, um, uh, fuzzy matching uh, techniques, um, and um, clustering as with... Uh, um, yeah, there are different clustering uh, algorithms, but uh, um, uh, K nearest neighbor clustering, KNN, um, is the one that works well in terms of uh, clustering different text. Uh, so I, I can go into a lot more details theoretically, uh, but the main gist of it is when you have a particular task that you're trying to do, and um, the main thing is to break down what data you are trying to analyze. Is it numerical or is it text? Um, and then to actually label the task that you're trying to do. For instance, if we say we are analyzing text data, are we trying to generate new text? or to cluster it, or to get an analysis off of it, maybe label it, classify it. Uh, so once you have uh, these two things, you can then start searching for algorithms or libraries or scripts that can help you uh, achieve this task, essentially. You mentioned topic clustering. Does that mean that you could use machine learning to assist you with um, determining um, what you should be writing about next effectively where the the gap exists in terms of the the content opportunity out there compared with your competitors yeah so with regards to uh, topic clustering it's more the, the second step is what you are saying so you are kind of thinking two steps ahead but the first step <laughs> is actually analyzing uh, the website and the content that you have uh, using machine learning libraries uh, that um, that can actually provide uh, embeddings uh, for all of the words in the text um, and uh, the way that they work is uh, they consider the inter-exchangeability of words and topics so for instance if you have a lot of keywords in your content um, you would imagine that this is kind of like a topic that you are uh, trying to target as well and this is a, a, also a similar assumption that most of the tools like SEMrush and Ahrefs uh, also take when they are uh, providing you with the list of parent keywords and, uh, you know, the seed keywords and broad match keywords and things like that. So the first step is actually analyzing the content that you have, seeing the very definitive clusters of content uh, and seeing where the similarities between these clusters lie, which can actually give you a lot of uh, opportunities to find out 
which clusters you can link together um, and which are the main keywords for each cluster so that you can actually guide your users better uh, to discover new content, essentially. And then, of course, after that, what you said uh, is just to um, seek out where your topic authority is based on the content that you have. So, for instance, which topic is uh, the most represented on your website, which does this align with your business proposition? Uh, and then if it doesn't, then you know when to where to uh, expand and, um, you know, invest more in, into content development. I like to jump ahead and get excited by possibilities sometimes, <laughs> but it's great to be um, um, factual and really think about how everything works. And um, you've, you've shared a lot of value there and I think demonstrated that machine learning can be used in many different areas of SEO. So should SEOs be concerned that, that quality may deteriorate when so many different tasks are automated? That's a really, really good question. And uh, I it's definitely something that uh, I considered uh, as well when trying to implement a any uh, sort of machine learning algorithm. Uh, and what I would say is I definitely think that people should consider these scripts, tools, libraries more like an ally as opposed to a replacement to a particular process. So imagine if this is like um, uh, someone that that is um, their first day in SEO, you know, because uh, these algorithms are not typically designed for the, the work that we do. Uh, so you would imagine that there would be a quality checking step uh, after the implementation of it, uh, each uh, script system uh, tool, whatever it may be. Um, because again, it's normal. Uh, the data is always different. Uh, normally what you will be doing is implementing pre-trained models. Uh, so um, it, it will take an additional uh, time to fine tune it based on the data that you have if you are doing that. Um, and if you are just looking for a simple output, for instance, like automating meta uh, description uh, and generating them in bulk um, using a machine learning um, tool, then you would uh, need to quality check the output afterwards. And the same goes for things like uh, automated um, image alt text generation and captions. Uh, you would just need to sense check it. So uh, I would say nobody should be worried about the quality if everyone is doing it right. Um, but uh, again, yeah, if you're just looking at a site for the first time, definitely check if uh, something like this has been implemented and just sense check everything, I would say. So can you think of anything that shouldn't be automated? Oh, I think a lot of people will hate me for what I'm saying right now, but I really don't think that we should be automating content generation. <laughs> I just don't think, I, I don't think we should be doing this at this point. Um, I have a... Why, why do you think the quality isn't there yet? Um, well, the, for instance, the uh, creators of uh, GPT-3 uh, and other models like GPT-J, they've trained it on historical data. Um, and uh, the thing is, it's not uh, updated in real time uh, yet, of course. Uh, this will probably change in the future. Um, but the other thing is that um, it, it, it has a lot of biases um, and a lot of, uh, you know, it makes a lot of assumptions. Uh, another thing is that uh, when you are generating text, uh, there is no authoritativeness. There is no uh, trust that you can have in this text because um, it's essentially not fact-checked. It's not uh, providing references. Uh, it just doesn't have any authoritativeness. So if we as SEOs know what uh, certain engines and what users want, which is um, authoritativeness, trust and expertise, um, then we cannot safely say that um, 
automated uh, models can provide this yet. And until they do, uh, I'm not uh, particularly sure that this can be used as the main uh, point of a content strategy. Um, again, there there are things that can be automated, um, things that, for instance, um, Google and other search engines have said that are not important uh, or not as important, but things like the content and the user experience, these are things that you really need a human touch for, in my opinion. And how far away are we from um, a significant percentage of the content on a web page or on a website being generated automatically? Oh, I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of uh, SEOs currently running experiments with their sites and they never put the name of the site there. So you never know. It might <laughs> it might already be the case. Uh, I really don't know. Um, but, but it's an interesting future to think about. And what's more interesting to me is to read potentially Google's patents about how they're going to handle changes like this because surely they will uh, at some point and currently in the guidelines as far as I'm aware um, unless this has changed um, the automatically generated content is not something that is um, aligned with best practice uh, so it really it really does require a bit of editing uh, it requires fact checking sense checking even uh, so uh, hopefully we are far away from this but we never know <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a conversation that um, I'd love to go into greater depth about, but we haven't got enough time at the moment. Maybe we can get you on a future Majestic webinar, perhaps to discuss machine learning and SEO. That would be wonderful as well. But um, I just want to ask you one more question. That is, um, if an SEO is struggling for time just now, but what you have said has really piqued their interest and they think, I need to find out more about machine learning. I need to understand machine learning and the impact that it can have and will have on SEO, but they're very busy. What's one thing that um, SEOs are doing at the moment that they should probably stop doing in order to spend more time doing what you suggest? Um, well, uh, I can I can perhaps answer this uh, by using an example. Um, if you imagine a non-page optimization project, uh, you will have uh, many different um, mini projects in it, like optimizing the meta descriptions, optimizing the titles, eight ones, writing uh, image captions, and things like that. So if you as any uh, SEO has clients or companies that they work for that uh, require this type of project, just break it down into chunks uh, and try to uh, test out all of the different scripts and models that already exist for things like uh, generating um, titles, meta descriptions, uh, generating uh, H1 headings uh, and uh, alt text, and then just see how much easier it is to work with this output uh, and just edit it and sense check it as opposed to trying to generate it yourself. Uh, and then the, the time that you save from doing this, uh, uh, use it to create more uh, better strategies for scaling sites. Great advice. You can find Lazarina Stoy over at lazarinastoy.com. Lazarina, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2022. Thank you for having me. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs>